This is Season 2 of the Endurance and Performance Podcast. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of Podcast Shorts here on the Endurance and Performance Podcast. Today's topic is essentially and straightforward race warm-ups. What do you do? How do you do it? How does it change for different races? And it does change for different races. And the reason the topic came up for me was that we have athletes that have gone to races and even me as a coach have not done the, the maybe the proper prescription for warm-ups, just assuming that some of my experienced athletes know how to do that. Uh, but also to some of you that are newer to races and we're seeing a lot of different scenarios in what an athlete has available to them for race warm-up. It could be daylight, it could be time, it could be temperature. Um, and at our longer distance races, for example, like in Ironman, sometimes now our athletes are not able to get into the water. And should we even get into the water if the water temperature is quite cold? So sit back, have a listen. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Endurance and Performance Podcast. Okay, everybody, we are back for another podcast short. Remember the goal of the podcast shorts, concise topics that we keep to 20 minutes or under, and that's that's the goal. So here's the idea, and here's where, where I'm going with this one. And some of these come to me, and they're not always necessarily planned out in advance or scheduled out as in terms of topics, but maybe more so where we are in terms of a season and how that relates to performance. And where we are right now is we are starting to see races come back onto our calendar and some of the people racing these events and this is may of 2021 are people who may not have raced for two years a year and a half even those that have some experience and we're seeing people come into these events that have very little experience racing so at a certain level um Maybe we need a little bit of reminder. So the topic today, as you know from from the title, is race warmups, and it varies. And we talk about race warmups, and I'm just going to start with this. Is and one of the reasons I'm doing this now is some of the events that people have already done, my athletes included, and uh, athletes that are starting to come in, into some big events now. So what we're trying to do is use some of the experiences that we're getting and help you in advance for those racing later in the year, or if you're listening to this podcast, maybe racing uh, and you're someone inexperienced or have just forgotten some of the process, which we do over time. If we don't practice it, uh, we don't always remember how to do it. So I'm going to start with some generalities. And in terms of races, it doesn't matter the type of race. We could be talking 5K, ultra marathon, ultra trail marathon, uh, Ironman race, 70.3 race. It doesn't matter. But the idea is, is typically this, and I will bring some scenarios in that change it. But the longer the race, typically the shorter the warm-up um, and vice versa. The shorter the race, the longer the warm-up. And I'm just going to give you a couple of ideas. Uh, for people doing, let's say, maybe an hour-ish race, and you're pretty fit, um, and I'll just use my my own example. I never, and I used to like to do sprint races as well as long distance races, and sometimes my warm ups were anywhere from it depended uh, 
40 minutes to an hour um, for an hour race. Again, very gradual. If it was a for if it was a running race, it would be different. It'd probably be more like um, you know, two to three miles of total running with strides and things to at least just touch what my race intensity was going to be or what an athlete's race intensity is going to be. In triathlon, it might be a little bit different where um, the first part of your warm-up is just an easy jog. Um, then you get on the bike, spin your bike. If you're allowed to get onto it, do a little ride. Maybe you do a couple efforts that are around your race effort. And then the final piece is swim. So the idea is we're actually doing your warm-up. If you're going to in triathlon warm-up, in all three disciplines, do it in reverse order. Uh, it sounds kind of odd, but the idea is that we want to swim last because it's the first thing we're going to do. And that's where we probably want to bring the intensity up. So the idea is that in that sense, especially if you, if you can get in the water, and I'm going to address what you can do if you can't get in the water, which we're seeing some of that more uh, nowadays. So the idea, again, long race, shorter warm-up, short race, longer warm-up, and you can decide a little bit how that works for you. The more fit you are, I think the longer your warm-up could be and the more that you're uh, planning on a higher level of performance, then we do that. So th the next thing to consider here is what do you do in your warm-up and then how do you structure it? And I'm going to keep some generalities to it in that within your warm-up, regardless of the length, you typically want to do something up to your race effort again so if you're only doing um a, a low intensity long distance race you might not need to do that much so let's let's go on the extreme and let's say ultra marathon let's say ironman distance triathlon so it may just be the easiest thing to do for both of these races is just get in a nice jogging warm-up um, it doesn't have to be extended it can be very very light the idea is we're moving blood we're increasing mobility and it also helps for a lot of you to reduce your nerves or your anxiety to just get your heart rate up, get your breathing going. And for many people that uh, the pliability that you get from warming up helps you just do some mobility uh, before the race. And I think that's really helpful. And everyone is on their own can decide, you know, how that works for them. So a couple instances here to consider. And let's say that you're doing a long distance. This could be marathon, uh, ultra marathon type of thing. If at any at point in these events, you're going to hit hills early on, it might not be a bad idea to warm up, up in, down a hill. Uh, it doesn't mean you do hard, but I think the engagement that you get muscularly and neuromuscularly really helps uh, to run downhill a little bit. The effort can be easy, but the turnover and engaging the eccentric loading muscles that you need is really, really helpful. Again, it doesn't have to be very long to switch that system on, but it's quite helpful. From a long distance triathlon perspective, you might consider too, is can you get in the water? Uh, and that's the one thing I want to talk about, maybe a little bit more in depth. Uh, whether you do or you don't, some people will use stretch cords to start to, again, keep the heart rate up just a little bit, but also to get your arms going so that if you don't you choose to, or you're not allowed to get in the water, that um, you have engaged that system and your heart rate is up. So that's, you know, those are examples from short distance and, and long distance races. And you go back to short distance. I'll give you an example, like a 5k. Uh, I would always run 5k before um, I did my race. Again, for those of you that are fit, you're doing long runs. It might be 10, 12, 15 miles, maybe whatever they are. Um, really easy 
um, total of three miles between jogging and steady pace. And maybe you want to be doing some strides that are at your, um, your race pace just to get that whole system switched on. So there gives you a ballpark. So what we're starting to see now a little bit, and I want to go into this because this is the one thing that's a little more challenging for athletes. And it really relates to uh, people doing races with either a cold water swim or a race uh, triathlon race where you're not allowed to get in the water to warm up. And I, I think it's very doable. And I think we get a little bit scared that I can't get in and warm up in the water or get used to the water. If we've done the right amount of training, well, I think we're in good shape. So let's address just simply not being able to get in the water, not a cold water race per se, but just not being able to get in the water and do a proper warm up. One thing that's really important I've already addressed is, is doing a warm up for your body. Just get the heart rate up to sweat to the point where you just sweat a little bit. I think that's the idea. If it's a hot race, it might even be even shorter warm up um, where that you start to get a little sweat going and it's, and it's enough. It's easier for us to warm up in that in, in that environment. If it's colder, then keep some clothes on. My phrase that I use when I refer to this and I work with my athletes is, is once you get warmed up, stay warmed up. And there's a couple different ways to do it. Either keep clothes on or if you're doing a wetsuit swim is get warmed up, get your sweat going, get your wetsuit on as quick as you can, stay warmed up, whatever that is. If it's cold out, you might even put a jacket on over your wetsuit, plastic bag over your wetsuit, anything, keep hands, keep feet covered. Really, really important to get warmed up and stay warmed up. Now, the flip side is if it's a really hot day, you might not be wearing a wetsuit, so it doesn't matter. Uh, so it's easy enough. You just don't want to overheat before you start. Okay. So that's really important. So stretch cords are very valuable for that. So you get this, the, the motion, the technical motion of swimming, um, using those and doing a series of, you know, maybe four times 20 reps, uh, five times 20 reps, um, really just to get muscularly engaged. So you're really ready to start and your body's ready to start. Now let's add in a, the, a cold water situation. Um, if we're dealing with cold water and everyone has a different perspective on cold water is this, and it goes back to the same thing, get warmed up. Don't let your body cool down. So get your wetsuit on and, you know, and stay warm. In, it's the easiest way to stay warm is put your wetsuit on, you know, keeping neoprene on, uh, get your swim cap on, put a beanie cap on, whatever you need to do, cover your hands, cover your feet for as long as you can before you start. Now, if you can't get in the, and here's the thing with cold water, if it's really cold, sub 60, anything that you're going to do to get in the water and it's going to cool the inside of your wetsuit down, I advise not doing a swim warm up. Um, personally, and for those of you that get the, uh, that reaction to cold water, the best way to alleviate this is go to the water's edge, hands and feet in the water keep splashing water on your face or can you dunk your face in the water and exhale until that hyperventilation feeling goes out of the way. Uh, we've used it with our athletes a lot and it really, really does work. So the idea is two things. One is body warm. Two, acclimation to that response that your body gets, especially from your face and cold water. And if you alleviate those two, I don't think that there's any need to go into the water because most people, if you're doing a long swim, you don't want to get warm. 
get the body to start getting cold again. And then as the race goes along, you typically do not get warmer, you'll get colder unless you're generating a lot of heat from a really high output swim. So really consider that um, as far as uh, warming up. And then, you know, if that water is sort of like in a an in-between point, then you can do the same thing. Get your warm-up in. If you can't get in the water in some races now, um, athletes aren't sure whether they can get in to do a proper warm-up and get acclimated, do the same thing. Face in the water, hands in the water. You may even be able to find an area of water where you can just get in and stick your whole body in the water. Again, if it's really cold, you don't want to do that. So that's the biggest thing in terms of our, our warm-ups. The reality is, is be flexible um, in terms of being creative. Every race is gonna have a different scenario, be able to problem solve and plan it ahead. Uh, right now, as I'm, as I'm recording this, we're about five days away from Ironman Tulsa, which there's some uncertainties in terms of what the water temp's gonna be. Uh, our athletes gonna get in, be able to get in and get a swim warm up in. And the reality is for me is just be able to problem solve, have a, a warm up that you know you can do in the water. If you can't get in the water, what's your warm up for out of the water? But do not go into an event, even if it's an, an, a long distance event, ultra marathon um, or Ironman per se, and not do any kind of warm up. Do something to open your system up ever so slightly. And for those of you that have that worry about the swim, problem solve, be ready to go. Uh, even to the point you can, yeah, we've had athletes do this is that cold water swim. We haven't put their wetsuit on and go for a jog in their wetsuit. So they're really, really warm inside your wetsuit. All right. So there's our podcast short for your warmups. Remember short, short distance race, longer warm up, long distance race, shorter warm up. And then we have some you know, hierarchy of situations that you run into cold water swim, be adaptable. Uh, for some people, it's advisable not to get in the water to do everything else beforehand. Get warm, stay warm is my motto and mentally prepare. And don't forget your stretch cords, uh, triathletes. And for you ultra marathoners, don't just stand around and get cold. Uh, if you find that you can get a hill and you can just even hike up and down, jog, hike up, jog down, engage the muscles, get them going, do your mobility, and then put your mind in the right place. All right. Thanks for joining us on another episode of uh, the Endurance and Performance Podcast Shorts. Thanks everyone for joining us on the Endurance and Performance Podcast, wherever you might be and whatever you're doing. I hope that if you like the show, you'll subscribe to the podcast and share it with people of similar mindset that are looking for meaningful discussions around improving your performances and enjoyment of endurance sport. If you'd like to contact us, email addresses are available in the show notes. We would also love to hear from you and answer your questions. Until next time, Enjoy the process.